Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at afsp.org slash talkawaythedark. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Not all heroes wear capes. In fact, Kamala Khan draws power from her grandmother's bangle or bracelet. You might know her as Miss Marvel on Disney+. Plus. I need to see it, you know, because the videos you sent me were just flashes of pink light and I didn't see anything. Well, you didn't see anything. I tried to shrink and, and, and fly and talk to ants and none of it worked. Wait, what makes you think you have ant powers? Because we're both charming and we look a lot younger than we are. Kamala first appeared in Marvel Comics almost a decade ago. Now, in a new graphic novel, she brushes elbows with the multiverse. We talked with Chicagoan Samira Ahmed, the author behind Miss Marvel, Beyond the Limit. What is it that first drew you to Kamala as a character? Well, I mean, in truth, the very first issue of Miss Marvel by G. Willow Wilson, when I saw the cover, I was kind of blown away. I was like, it's super iconic mm-hmm. um, for viewers who, or for listeners rather, who haven't read the comic, please uh, go get that one. It just has this picture of this Pakistani Muslim girl, um, and we don't even see her full face, but she's standing with like her books and this scarf, and there was just something very powerful about it. And just reading the issue, I absolutely fell in love um, with Kamala because to me, she's she embodies what I love about superheroes and kind of has – I kind of think of her as a parallel to some of the early Spidey, Spider-Man days. She's just – you know, she's a, a teenager. She's a girl like all the other girls. She's, you know, yeah. betting heads with her – you know, butting heads with her parents, and she's got a crush and like, oh, no. She's relatable. And, exactly. But- and a superhero just happens yeah. to have a very extraordinary job. That is, is is amazing. And you know, for those who have followed your career, you, you've been known for your young adult and middle grade novels. So, how did you get into comic writing? So, I mean, I as I just mentioned, I was a fan of Miss Marvel, and so you know, I kind of had it on my dream list of well, if if G Willow Wilson and Saladin Ahmed, uh, you know, go on to other things, which they did, um, other comics, then I would really love to write Miss Marvel. Awesome. And it just so happens that my agent was talking with Marvel editors, and they had read my YA novels, uh, especially Love, Hate, and Other Filters, and Internment, my first two books, mm-hmm. that really have these kind of revolutionary girl characters who are just like Kamala. They're just like regular girls who are thrust into difficult and um, sometimes trying yeah. <laughs> situations and find their courage and they felt like my voice would be a good fit for Kamala. And then they came to me and asked me would I be interested. And, you know, I was jumping out of my seat trying (laughs) to stay very cool. Right. I can imagine. Uh, Essentially you're getting, you know, I'm a fan and essentially I'm getting to write fan fiction, but as my job. Exactly. 
super cool. And and did, did the skills transfer over, you know, from writing YA to writing comics? Well, in terms of the voice and the dialogue, yes, but it's a completely different beast. So I really had to learn from scratch. And my wonderful editors, editors at Marvel, Lauren Bisson and Caitlin O'Connell, basically gave me a 101 on how to write a comic script. Because a comic script is very different than a YA novel, which, you know, uh, you know, why a novel could be 300, 400 pages. A yeah. comic script is more like 20 pages or in a 22 pages, maybe if you get a couple extras. Right. You have to write each panel and you have to describe everything that's happening in the panel, including all the expressions and the body language and the action. And then you put the dialogue in and then you work very collaboratively with your editors and, you know, your amazing artist, Andres Genole, um, for this run who absolutely blew me away with his art yeah. and then the colorist Triona Farrell and the, you know and the lettering and you go back and forth and you get to see your idea come to life literally on the page through you know the work of the artist and it's a very different it's a very different craft than writing a novel yeah. but you still have to have an arc of a story and you still have to have character development and, you know, hopefully some funny, witty lines right. <laughs> um, here and there. But you have to convey a lot with very little, uh, with very few words. And then have, you know, you really want to have the art um, be able to do a lot of the talking for you. Mm-hmm. And I was luckily lucky that I had a, an incredible artist because I think the art for this, you know, this Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit series is just some of the best out there. Oh, it's it's incredible. Talk to us about Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit. What is Kamala's big adventure in this volume? Um, so Kamala, because I'm a Chicagoan, I had to give out, I had to start her in Chicago because every Desi has a cousin in Chicago. So Kamala <laughs> is um, visiting a cousin in Chicago, just taking a little R&R because she's had gone through a lot in her, you know, in her young life as a, as a superhero. And then um, her cousin who is a physicist there is like an interdimensional explosion at her physics lab and there's a thief who's trying to steal um, this very important scientific equipment that can create wormholes potentially into other um, into the multiverse and so Kamala is confronted with that and she thinks that she's solved you know the whole problem she saved her cousin but when she goes back home suddenly she's faced with a doppelganger And she doesn't know where this has come from. She's thrust into this kind of Bollywood bubble. She doesn't know what's happening to her. And then there's a doppelganger on the loose in Jersey City. And they are doing, you know, committing sort of some petty crimes and making, you know, a mess of things and causing a ruckus, but under the guise of, you know, with Miss Marvel's face. So Mm. Mala has to figure out what's going on. And um, with the help of her trusty friends who are, Part of what I love writing about Miss Marvel is the friend group she has and her strong relationships with her friends and also her family. Yeah. So they have to figure out what's happening in Jersey City. Yeah. And and we get to see some bits of Chicago in there, too, which is pretty cool. I, I love doing that because I just wanted to give a, you know, a shout out to my hometown. And there's a there's a gorgeous uh, there's a, you know, a couple a few gorgeous panels at the Bean, which Andres Genelay, who has never been to Chicago, um, you know, created just from photographs and from what I was telling him. Because to me, one of the coolest experiences in Chicago is when you walk under the bean and you can see this sort of infinity of yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that plays in so well with the multiverse because there's an infinity of yourselves out there. And it's the beginning of this comic series is also Kamala being able to reflect about what's happened to her and all the things that she's gone through and what better place to, to sort of have that reflection than, yeah. than at the bean. What's the reception been like to the comics? You know, it's been, it's really <laughs> amazing to, to be able to, to take on the mantle of this beloved superhero. And just in my neighborhood, because I do, you know, a lot of events at bookstores, there's lots of kids who know me and know that I am writing Miss Marvel. And, you know, I go to my local comic shop and I see kids there. And I've had two things that have been, I've absolutely been the best interactions with young readers. One was a little girl in the neighborhood. She's like middle schooler. And um, she had read my middle grade book. And she came out to me just, you know, it was school was letting out and we we're passing on the sidewalk and she says to me, hey, hey, you're going to be writing Miss Marvel, right? And I said, yeah. And she goes, you better not mess it up. And I love oh, that what? so much. Cause she, yeah, you better not mess it up because she loves this hero so much. She just wanted me to be right Oh, my goodness. Her. So the I pressure. Promise, it, it's a lot of pressure, but the best kind, right? Because yeah. I was like, I want to do the best job I can for you. And then I had, I did a, a recent um, event where I was signing, um, you know, copies of Miss Marvel. And there was a little four-year-old there and her mom. And she was wearing, <laughs> she was wearing like a Black Panther t-shirt. And she was just clearly, this little girl is very into Marvel mm-hmm. and superheroes. And I signed her comic books and she says to me, I really like girl power. And I was like, awesome. These are going to be great for you. And then uh, about a week later, I saw the mom on the sidewalk again um, and she said, Samira, I just have to tell you that my daughter loves the comic books. We read them together before mm-hmm. bed, and she is holding them as she goes to sleep like they're a stuffy. Oh, that's so precious. I love that. It is so sweet. And the mom was like, she just she just loves the story so much, and she loves Kamala so much, and she just wants to hold them tight. And I was like, you know, this is such a great example of why superheroes are so beloved you know, for decades by mm-hmm. all of us is because they bring us a kind of comfort, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, a, a stuffy is protection and security. And I love that Kamala is doing that for this four-year-old. Yeah, and I want to I, I go back to something you mentioned earlier, right? Reminding us, Kamala's a Muslim, Pakistani, American superhero. And you, Samira, you're the first South Asian woman to write her in the comics. What's that been yeah. like for you? Have you kind of wrapped your mind around that yet? No, because it's really surreal, I guess. You know, it's, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that there were never heroes that looked like me when I was a kid in school. There were novels with, you know, protagonists that looked like me. And I, as a writer, just believe that every child should be able to see themselves as a hero on the page and on the screen. And so now being able to bring elements of my culture and my religion into writing this story of this beautiful character of Kamala Khan is really, yeah. I mean, it's otherworldly. It's sort of, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of getting goosebumps as I'm talking to you because I, yeah. I just, well, you it, know, it does feel like a weight, but the best kind. Yeah. You know, I, I, I obviously there's, there's the uh, Miss Marvel on Disney plus right now that the show's got a far more diverse audience than past Marvel shows, but a smaller viewership overall, Samira, which is, is telling us that white Marvel fans, they're not showing up for this character. How do you feel about that? 
Well, I really encourage everyone to watch the show. I, I don't have anything to do with the show except coming to it as a huge fan. I They've changed the power set a little bit, but in a way that I think works so well for the medium. Yeah. And I did see that for the ratings, um, there's two really hopeful points that I take away from it, even though the, the broader viewership isn't as large as it has, as it has been for other MCU shows. Um, one is that it does have a bigger viewership um, amongst Gen Z folks. Kids, you know, ages 20 to 24 are watching this show more than so many others. Okay. And also it has the most diverse viewership. Um, and that's amongst not just Asians, but Asians, Latinx, and um, Black Americans are watching this show more than others. And okay. to me, that is, um, I love seeing that because those that's very much progressive looking towards the future. And I really hope that the white audience comes to this too, because um you know, Kamala is Pakistani, she's Muslim, and she's American. Right. And I think the success of the of the comics is not because, is not in spite of the fact, you know, that she's Pakistani and Muslim, but it's because of the fact. Her culture and her religion are just braided into her lives mm-hmm. um, like they are for so many Americans. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that's where she draws so much of her power and her confidence and her courage from. And I just think that it doesn't matter what your background is. Kamala is a superhero for everyone. I yeah. mean, you know, I grew up with Wonder Woman and I love Spidey. They weren't characters that looked like me, right. but I could still relate to them. Samira Ahmed is a New York Times bestselling author. Volume one of Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit is out now. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for Reset. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a rating and a review. And make sure you're subscribed. We drop new episodes on weekdays and often on Saturdays, too. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.